Introducing the Little Giants Podcast, brought to you by Highlight Hub, hosted by Elder Gallison and Joey Riccatoni. Hey, what's that, a mustard shirt? I don't want to do the podcast anymore. Uh, all right. Well, that was the sting right there. <laughs> Welcome to the Little Giants Podcast, episode 10, second episode of the week, leading into week Double nine. digits, baby. Double digits. Who would have thought we would have got here? Not but me. Going Definitely in, not me. I'm pulling the sky along. I've got to <laughs> give him bubblies every time he comes over, because we are not sponsored yet, even though it might seem like we are. With all our money. And, like, if you've seen me driving around Hamilton in my Tesla, like, you'd, you'd say, like, oh, that's the syndication money. Exactly. It's, it's not. It's, it's not that. And also, you... That's daddy's money. You might also be able to tell we aren't sponsored yet with the way that the framing is done. Because we're shooting on an iPhone, and I can't really see if it's framed properly sponsored or Sponsored by iPhone. Steve Jobs hit us up a little while back, and he said... I might not see it through, but you guys are going to be number one on Spotify. Yeah, I think we were. I was 13 and you were 14, and he said, you guys have such a bright future in this field that... Well, he was known for being such a good guy, too, so those kind of uplifting messages yeah. are very jobs, but... Yeah, whatever. and like, we've always seen eye to eye. Every, every like personality trait that Steve Jobs has, we've kind of adopted into ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah, so Absolutely. we're great guys. I've I've estranged my entire family, but other than that, we're good. Yeah, yeah. And you have a daughter. I I think. But you don't really claim her. Well, I would never. You post it on Twitter. I don't claim her. I like comment on all her pictures. Like, a lot of <laughs> not sub- mine. A lot of subtweets. <laughs> yeah. A lot of subtweets. I don't claim her. But they're all jokes. I have no children. As he knows. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I swear. Um. Here we go. Yeah, baby. This is a football podcast. That's it. Not Steve Jobs or tech. Big tech, you suck, you stink. Come for me, Jack Dorsey, I dare you. That's hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That that guy's... Yikes. Um, So, Thursday Night Football last night, Aaron Rodgers, we were talking not highly of him last week, but came out and had a pretty solid game. Against know. his future team. Against his future team, we're calling it. Um, it's really weird to see. I feel like there's a lot of that going on, and maybe it's just the lack of training camp people. There's a lot of teams that are Jekyll and hiding. Yeah. Like the Vikings, for example, and the 49ers. Well, I mean, the 49ers are just done this year. Like, they... I saw that they have, like, $81 million on the injury reserve list right now. Like, in contracts. Yikes. Like, they are decimated Um. Last night, not a single player on the offense touched the ball in their NFC Championship game against yeah, the Packers. I saw like, that one. like that's that's insane. That's substantial. Like they were in the Super Bowl last year, and now that team is unrecognizable. Like, not a single one of those players is like, oh yeah, that's that's part of the team. Right. You know? But I think that's something to be said about Kyle Shanahan, though, because they're still not. It's not like they're a doormat team. No, no. they. When He's, Jimmy G's first game back, they played terrible, and then he comes back, and they win that game 33 to whatever it was, yeah. have a great game, and then Jimmy G has a bad game, gets injured, and they're kind of back down, but... He's the... He's, for my money, I think he's, like, maybe the best offensive mind in football. Yeah. 
Probably. Like him or Sean McVay. Yeah, I feel like they're pretty similar. I think McVay... The hype has kind of died around McVay a little bit. Like he was like the the you know the wonder kid. He was like I think McVay is kind of Shanahan light in terms of like Shanahan. I think was more of an originator of that heavy movement, heavy yeah. play action thing. Yeah. Like he was doing it with Brian Hoyer in Cleveland and making him look like a reputable quarterback. For sure. Really upset they didn't keep him around. And like even in Washington with RG three, like he he every offense he's been in charge of has like had life to it, no matter who's playing in that offense. Right, and that's the thing, even with Nick Mullins early on. Who was number 13 on San Francisco? I forget his name, but he had a couple... Ayuk? No, not not him. Um, I forget Oh, Richie James. Maybe. But he had a big drop on a third and 12 or something uh, yesterday, and it was just... It was just, you could see that all Nick Mullins really had to do was stand back there and make the throws, and he was making them early on, Yeah, and he was making enough early on, but those kind of things against a better team, they mount up, and then the collapse just kind Regulators, of Regulators, mount, mount up. up. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think, the, I think the Niners, like, they have so many guys banged up that likely won't be healthy to kind of make a playoff push. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm the Niners, if I'm John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, I'm like putting all those guys on IR. It's like get healthy for next year. Yeah. Let's get a good draft pick, bring in a blue chip talent. Yeah. And go from there. Like they're not gonna tank, but this is out of their control. Yeah, know? absolutely. And so yeah, that's that's a tough thing. It's like if you have a good if you have good enough bones, definitely don't tank this season. You want to keep the culture alive because yeah, losing for can sure, break for that sure. down pretty easily. It's not like they're... but you want to make sure you have your guys for next year. You know, like I don't know what, what's going to happen with Jimmy G, but like you don't want to rush George Kittle back no, and have not. and hurt his chances of being healthy next year. And yeah. like I mean, Nick Bosa's on IR mm-hmm. and like the, Richard Fred Sherman. Warner. Richard Sherman's getting up. Fred Warner. You know, like. Just let those guys get healthy and come into next year. You know, hopefully this COVID stuff is out of the way too. You get a full off season of training mm-hmm. and everything. And yeah, man, because they're still so talented. They're such a talented football yeah. team. They're gonna be in the mix next year, but like with, the, I, with the injuries, it's just shut it down. And I think with Jimmy G out of the picture, if you can get someone in between. Jimmy G and Nick Mullins, they'll still be a playoff team. You know what Min- I was actually minimally. thinking about when we were talking about this yesterday? Our our last podcast is our quarterback predictions. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan to the Niners. That I love be that move That'd because be really they are built to win right now. Matt Ryan, you know, the Falcons are not good, but he's leading the NFL in passing yards. Mm-hmm. He's thrown it all over the field. Like, he's still a good quarterback. Definitely. And I think within a system, I think it would be a bit different and in terms of guess, his mobility. Guess but... who's the offensive coordinator that got the Falcons to the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan? Drawing a blank. Kyle Shanahan. Oh. <laughs> I was like, this is a trick question. Oh, so, like, yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. there's that link, too, right? Right. If they're going to move on from Jimmy G, bring in Matt Ryan, make a Super Bowl run. Definitely. That's a good That's a good call. That's a good call. Watch out for that. I would still go Aaron Rodgers, but... I would go Aaron Rodgers over Matt Ryan, but I'm going Matt Ryan over Darnold. Yeah. Darnold's young, and he's... There's going to be a little bit of a steeper learning curve. Yeah. In terms of, like, first you have to get his confidence back, because he's just playing with a team that, like, he's got nothing. Yeah. 
that that whole situation in New York is just so reminiscent of Browns Lions culture. Yeah, especially from a couple years ago. But we digress. It was a solid game, and um, Devontae Devon- Adams. Devontae Adams. I, I mean, I've never been super high on Mike Thomas, and we'll see how A.B. looks when he comes back. But, like, Julio Jones has been kind of nicked up this year, and the Falcons are kind of irrelevant, so he's kind of off my radar in terms of, like, the best receiver in the NFL, even though maybe he still is. Yeah. But I think right now it's between Hopkins and Devontae Adams. Yeah. The, those two guys are like the most complete receivers in the game. DK Metcalf is coming up on their heels really fast. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I'm hesitant to be like DK Metcalf's the best receiver in the league right. in his second year. Definitely. I mean, you're seeing with DK. I think it's hard. It's definitely harder to be a route technician once you're getting over that six two mark. I think Devontae yeah. Adams is the perfect size prototype. Receiver. Well, yeah, him and Hopkins are kind of the same size, same yeah. body type, same like. Like, not a burner downfield by any means, mm-hmm. but they just, like... They create separation. Yeah. And I think DK Metcalf is, though, he's starting to show what he can do with his ball, with the ball in his hands. Not his ball. With the ball in his hands after the catch, with, especially on But, like, that. the jump in DK's, like, route running from his rookie year to this year, I'm, like, so excited to see his right. next step and, like, just his progression every offseason, I know? think that's the number one marker in determining... A player's ceiling that jump from one to two and then two to three yeah because that i feel like that's where the m- majority of your growth is gonna come because sure. once you start hitting your four and five you're peaking and in your prime it's have you done the work yeah. and made enough change in your game to develop to how the game is changing and are you going to be dominant yeah because it you know the game changes year by year now you're seeing pre-snap motion is the big thing in every offense and the teams who aren't doing it are kind of archaic and stuck in the past and yeah but like dk metcalf is like that he's like that madden receiver that you you know he's like a creative yeah. player and he's he's like that julio jones megatron mold yeah and if he starts to put like the well i think he does put the work in you don't get that physically like he's Unless you're you eating know. steroids for breakfast, like you don't steroid flakes, yeah, weedies, um, yeah, you don't you don't turn into an animal like that without putting in serious work. And I I was looking up because we've been back in the gym trying to get our lives back together. Um, but I keep looking up. I'm like, DK Metcalf workout. DK Metcalf workout. I'm like trying to find something. Just because you want to see what people are doing. DK that- Metcalf shirtless. DK- <laughs> How can I look like DK Metcalf the fastest? Um, but that's why I always love AB. Because there's so much AB yeah. content of yeah. him working out. I think it might have not been great in terms of him keeping his head. Because in those... Well, like, yeah. He like became a celebrity, you know. Yeah. Versus... I don't know. Apparently, he's sleeping over at Tom Brady's house, though. Like, Tom Brady's, like, letting him stay at his yeah, place. Yeah, which is what he did in New England, too. Hmm. Well, that's good, dude. I think I think Tom is exactly what he needs. And I think it honestly would have worked out in New England last year if all the other scandal stuff hadn't come out. Well, yeah, like the, it was out. like a lawsuit from, like, when he was in Pittsburgh that yeah. came out. And so, you know, New England's just like, we're not dealing with this. Right. Which is just the way they do things, but I think also Belichick probably knew that their ceiling wasn't high enough to be dealing with 
With AB, I think they still had it. They would have been in the mix. Definitely would have had a better chance, but I think we were talking about this a couple episodes back. Getting past the Titans in that first round still would have been really, yeah, really I mean, the difficult. AFC the AFC playoff race last year was like pretty tough because you had the Titans, you had the Ravens, Chiefs, the Chiefs, peaked, who so. are also you know looking good. But I mean, we're gonna go into that when we talk about the power rankings in a bit. But Chiefs still to me. Not that they have to prove it. They're Super Bowl champions defending, but there's still... I still have a lot of questions about them. They just haven't really been challenged yet. Right. They've kind of had a soft schedule to start the year. Yeah, absolutely. And that and that's kind of why I'm like waiting until they, they start playing like tougher teams. Right. Right. Okay, so let's go into the Polly's Parlay. We're going to do it earlier, and we're going to do it quicker than we ever have, because it's a long, dry segment when we get too far into it. We're both going to make that joke, but we won't talk about it. (laughs) What? I I, I wasn't even really listening to you. Okay, never mind. What were you going to say? Huh? Huh? Who? Let's go. Let's move. You're an owl. (laughs) Um... So, first game in the 12-game parlay. 1,001 odds to hit, but it's always worth it. New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, minus 4.5. Who you got? TB, baby. Give me TB. We both got TB on that one. Seattle, Buffalo. Seattle, minus 2.5. Seattle, baby. Give me Seattle. Buffalo's having issues. Yeah, they're they're kind of the wheels are kind of falling off. I feel. Yeah, and Josh Allen is not looking like an MVP. No, like we no. thought. Denver, Atlanta, Atlanta minus four. Drew Locke's got that swing back. Yeah, I think I, I'm going with Denver here. You're going with Denver. Yeah. So am I. I think Atlanta. They're a bunch of mopes. Um, Baltimore, Indianapolis. I almost said Indiana. Baltimore's favorited minus two. Coming off a big loss. Not a big point differential loss, but an emotional loss against a division rival. Yeah, but I, I still think Baltimore is... I don't think John Harbaugh is the kind of coach to let that kind of loss linger. Mm-hmm. It, they've always kind of been a team to me that are like... They have their heads on straight and they're like, all right, let's look forward to the next game. And I think that I, I'm going Baltimore on this one. I'm going Indianapolis. I think after any game like that where you see how you can kind of contain someone the similar way we saw the Chiefs earlier this season where they had that first loss people started making the games tight the Chargers almost beat them so Indianapolis has a good defense I'm going to say they keep them in the pocket make them pass but what I will say about that is that we said the same thing after the Kansas City game against Baltimore and then the next week Lamar came out and ran all over the whoever they played like, he had, like, three rushing touchdowns or something mm. that next week. Well, we will see. Um, Houston against Jacksonville. Houston, minus seven. Let's let's go Houston here. Yeah, I got Houston, too. Deshaun Watson's just too good. Yeah, and I think Gardner Minshew's probably up, but that doesn't really matter because he's not very good. Carolina versus Kansas City. Kansas City, minus ten and a half. Favorite. You know what? I think Carolina is a sneaky good team. And I'm going to go with Carolina here. See, they've been letting me down. I thought they were a sneaky good team, but they've been kind of falling off. So I got Casey. I think they're picking up steam a little bit. And this is a middle-of-the-pack crew that they'll kind of run over. Detroit, Minnesota. Minnesota favorited minus four and a half. This is the two biggest Jekyll and Hyde teams yeah. in the world to me. I'm going Detroit because, you know, Joey Riccatoni's rule of thumb, anytime it's close, you go Detroit. <laughs> 
to cover usually. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go Minnesota simply because of Dalvin Cook and his performance last week. I think you got to let Dalvin Cook, the chef, I'm taking him. Um, Chicago, Tennessee. Tennessee favorite minus six and a half. Give me Chicago. Give me Chicago too. We're both seeing Tennessee's kind of falling apart a little bit. Their offense is sputtering. Tannehill's having a lot of issues. Chicago has a good defense. It's as simple as and, that. And all Nick Foles needs to do is make one or two throws. One or two throws that he, are jump balls to Allen Robinson. Yeah, he just needs to like make a couple big throws in that game, and the Bears are good enough to win. Yeah, because Allen Robinson is like the best contested catch catcher in the NFL in the past couple years. So he's he's so under the radar too, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, Giants versus Washington. Ugh, I mean, I Washington's minus three. I, I, I don't know who to pick. I don't even want to pick this game because it's just who cares, but I'm going to go with New York Giants. I'm taking Eli Jr. I got the Giants. Um, Las Vegas Raiders, Chargers. Chargers favored at minus one, which I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I'm picking with my heart and maybe not my head here. If, if they blow a lead here, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah. My cousin is a diehard Raiders fan, and he will never let me hear the end of it. Yikes. So... Yeah, I'm going Chargers too. I think the Raiders are coming off that win. Derek Carr is going to be feeling hot, thinking he's a lot better than he is, but Justin Herbert will pull it out because he's better. Miami, Arizona. This, to me, is the game of the week, personally. Um, Miami, Arizona. Arizona favorited minus four and a half. I'm going to go Arizona here. Yeah. I think they're just they're just more talented than Miami right now. But it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see that like young QB showdown. Yeah, and you know? good defenses, good overall teams too. Yeah. Like Brian Flores, dude. They're 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 breaking they're, it. They're building something in Miami. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So yeah, we both got Arizona minus four and a half, but it's I think it will be like it'll come down to the last drive. Um Pittsburgh, Dallas, those mopes. Pittsburgh favorited minus 14 and a half. Who you got? As much as I love my boy Danucci, I, I gotta go with Fort, with Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, it's... I think Dallas... They're gonna make a Super Bowl run, but it's gonna start next week. <laughs> uh, it's so funny that they still could make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> I got Pittsburgh too. I think they're going to trample them. Yeah. I, I think you, a lot of the time I kind of get conflicted and I'm like, well, what if? Any given Sunday. And I need to just listen to my gut more. Or no, I'm sorry, gonna, not listen to my I'm gut I'm going to make a score prediction on this one. I'm going 34-6. to six. Dallas doesn't score a touchdown. They score two field goals. I'm going 42-10. Danuch throws one touchdown to Ezekiel Elliott. Hmm. That's what I'm going with. Right. So... There is your parlay picks for and the week spreadsheet nine. will be up so you can reference it on the website. Yes, it will. We're gonna put that up this week. We didn't last week because of Halloween and we're too busy we doing were... the monster mash. What did happen to the Transylvania? We did twist. the mash. <laughs> All right, it's Christmas time now. Um, so next, we are bringing in a new segment called Bold Predictions of the Week. Our sound effects are off lately. Um, <laughs> We're waiting so, for the soundboard to come in. That's yeah, why. that's gonna be cool once that comes in. That uh, that jobs money. Yeah, We're just waiting. the jobs and the bubbly money. Um, so 
I'll let you go first, man. Give me your bold prediction. My bold prediction of the week. It is quite bold after not being in the league for over a year and really only playing twice in the past 16 or so months or whatever. I'm saying Antonio Brown is going to come in, have over 100 yards and two touchdowns this week. Lock it in. That's that, my bold prediction. That is. So do you think... You think he's going to be able to, like, he's picked up the offense this quickly? I, like, I just don't know if he's going to get enough snaps because of the fact that he may not know the offense. I think they're going to give him some slant routes. They're going to give him some fade balls, and him and Tom have a good back-shoulder connection. Yeah, well, like, that that one game he played with the Patriots. Against Miami, yeah. He he had the touchdown catch, but he wasn't playing every snap. Like, no. he, he, he played, like... 20% of the snaps or something like that. Yeah. They had to keep it simple for him, and so I think Tampa Bay might be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So two touchdowns very well could be the case, but the 100 yards is is where I, I'm i not sure he'll get there because of just the, the volume of snaps he's going to get. The 100 yards is the extra bold prediction of the week, oh. but the bold is the two touchdowns. I think, honestly, dude... Because apparently he's come in and people are so impressed with his physique and all that. I already. believe that fully. Because the guy we've talked about it at nauseum, he is an animal. He's an all-time work ethic kind of guy, and I think he wants to come in. And as soon as he touches the ball, it's gonna be you're gonna see that spark. I don't think he's lost any of that. And I think there are some things that are just super innate, especially when. When you're living with your quarterback, they're probably running rats in the backyard at 4 a.m. You know? Yeah, and I think that's true. I think the fact that he's living with Tom Brady is going to help him pick up the playbook a lot faster. Definitely. I think you know they're they're staying up late doing homework together and everything like 100%. that. 100. So, I hey, I hope he has a good game. It'll be it'll be good to have Antonio Brown back in the league and. It's going to be exciting. You know, it's going to be a big storyline if he does have a big game. Mm-hmm. Which, so, I just think all things are pointing towards it. Still bold, but... It is bold, for sure. It is bold, and I would be not, like... I think it's just as likely that he has one catch for eight yards. <laughs> you know, like, like it could go either way. I also think Bruce Aarons is going to want to get him the ball, though. Just to be, just to, so the media has no ammunition to be like, so when do you think you'll be getting involved? You know, yeah, like that I whole mean, thing. I think. But I, think I don't think Bruce Arians him, is a media guy either. I don't think he'll cater to the media. They're gonna give him a couple screen passes. They're gonna give him slants, some fades. Yeah, get the ball in his hands to see what he can do. Definitely. All right. Your bold prediction, sir. So my bold predictions come from the same game, New Orleans Tampa Bay. I'm going. Drew Brees throws three picks. Ooh. I think that Tampa Bay defense is going to harass Drew Brees. I think if they key on Alvin Kamara, get him out of the game. Not too much, because I have him on my fantasy team. <laughs> Give him one touchdown. This is just my bold <laughs> This is my bold prediction. Gotta work I think, for me. I think if they put all their chips into stopping Alvin Kamara, um, Drew Brees is going to have to try and throw the ball to other guys, and I think he's going to throw three picks. That defensive backfield is swarming. They got a lot of playmakers back there. I know Tampa Bay kind of had an ugly game against the Giants, mm-hmm. but I don't put a lot of weight into Thursday night football. No. And so, you know, coming off a short week, I don't know, and traveling. I, and I think the, that's more so a Brady 
New York Giants thing more than anything. I think they just it's one of those things where it's like I would agree with you, but it's a completely different coaching staff. Like like none of the players are the same. None of the coaches are the but same. There are things that sit in the back of a player's head sometimes. Maybe. I think it has more to do with Thursday night football. Like you always see good teams underperform on Thursday night football yeah, and true. bad teams kind of like looking better than they are on Especially Thursday night if football. They're the home team and Yeah, like yeah. I just I, I'm not a fan of Thursday Night Football for that reason. It's just not the the quality of football you expect from the NFL. Yeah. Make it Saturday. Yeah, like, just, just anything. Yeah. But, like, the you expect guys playing football at the highest level to go play a game after only four days of recovery. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, especially if it's, you know, even if you're just playing that 4 o'clock game. On the previous Sunday, yeah. this couple hours probably don't help too much. But back to your prediction, three picks for for Breezy Boy. Yeah. I can see it, dude, because I think they're going to be coming out. It, it's a rivalry game. It's an interdivision game. So more so than Brady wanting to get back at Breeze. I mean, it's, I don't think it's ever been like that. Not it's... like not like that, but I think all those guys in their defense, they're like, we need to show our dominance here. Because yeah. it's a decently tight enough race. Oh, yeah. Like, the Saints are... And the only... Saints have the tiebreaker right now. Yeah. The Saints beat the, the Bucks, right? Yeah. So, like, if the Saints win this game, they get the season sweep on them. Mm-hmm. And that's going to have big implications that, for the playoffs if they end up with a similar record. Right. So, I... I, but I think I think Tampa Bay takes this one as we covered, and I think Drew Brees throws three picks. All right, all right. Well, that is very likely, my friend. That is very likely, and uh, that's good. That's a good segment. We'll keep that one going every Friday yeah. or Saturday when this comes out. Um, now let's move on to the power ranking. Power. Infinite power. Give me more. (laughs) Milk is for babies. I drink beer. Give me beer. (laughs) Yeah. All right. That was Arnold. He was actually in the studio. And you won't know the truth unless you watch the video. So check it out on YouTube. At Highlight Hunt. So let's do our power rankings entering week nine. Remember, this is not overall the season. It is currently right now. So don't get upset when we don't have your favorite team on there. Chargers at number one, baby. Unbiased opinion. (laughs) I got the Browns. (laughs) No, but for real, last time we did the power rankings, we were really similar. We only had one difference. And it was just teams flipped and the same. Yeah, same (laughs) for this week. Um, let's go, uh, five to one. Let's go. All right. Number five, we both have the Baltimore Ravens. I think, you know, like I'm, we moved them up into our top five, even though they lost. It was a close loss. It's a close loss to the best team in football right now. 100%. And, and they were winning. They were up by 13 and they blew the lead. Right. So like they, they were hanging with the Steelers the whole game. Right. And, yeah, so it was a tight game. They're still a great team down to their bones. Like, Marlon Humphrey's apparently out with COVID right now, but whatever, he'll be back going forward. And it's just one of the most complete rosters in the league. Absolutely. And one of the most well-coached. They have one of the best cultures. And they just, they're, they're just good. Yeah. They're the fifth best team. Yeah. That's what we got. Let's go to number four. I got go, Kansas City. Go. You got Kansas City? Okay. I... I've moved... Is, were they in my four spot last week, too? I think so. They were. Yeah. 
So, so I, I'm not going to move them up after a beating down on the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no movement. They're, they're still what I thought they were. They're very explosive on offense, but like we mentioned I think we were talking about this off podcast or on podcast. I don't even remember. Now. I don't know. But anyways, we just haven't seen the the Chiefs get challenged yet, really. Right. And so their their schedule has been kind of soft to start the year. And so until they until they start beating like top tier teams, I I can't have them moved up further than this four spot. Right. And my number four, I got the Tampa Bay Bucks. I dropped them down one spot. Solely because of their struggles against the Giants last week. I know we were talking about the Thursday night thing, but I've got them on number four, and I shifted Kansas City up to my three. Look, Tampa Bay's obviously a great team, but I think they themselves also need... I think this win will be a very big statement win for them because they... Who is, who'd they beat two weeks ago? It was a big one. Um, Green Bay. Green Bay. Green Bay, still, it's a big win-ish, but it's still not. Like, yeah. they're, like we said, they're a Jekyll and Hyde team. They're up and they're down, so it's kind of hard to determine. I, I, st- I don't think of Tampa Bay as a Jekyll and Hyde team. After that week one loss to New Orleans... They've been really consistent aside from the Thursday night game. And like I said, I don't put a lot of weight into Thursday night game. This will be, this is a huge game for them just in terms of the, like the division. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think Tampa Bay is, they, they might, they're like neck and neck with Seattle for me. Like they're really close who mm-hmm. I have in my two spot. Like the, I, it's, it's been tough for me to decide between Seattle and Tampa Bay just because because of Tampa Bay's defense mm-hmm. coming up. Right. Yeah, definitely. And like but it's week to week, so I think if they win this game convincingly, then that'll say a lot about them. And uh, I'll definitely bump them up. I have the Chiefs at 3 just because I think their defense after going back and looking at some stuff I think their defense is a lot better than we've originally given them credit for. I I actually would would agree. Like you 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 kind of assume they have a bad defense because they have to score so much, but they don't really need to score that much to right. win. I think that's just, you know, when you score fast and often and explosively, it gives the other team more possessions and more chances to yeah. score. So it kind of does make the team but they, that you're playing. They have get a lot closer. of takeaways. I think they mm-hmm. might be at like they're at the top of the of the league they're, in terms of takeaways. I don't know if they're number one, but they're up there. They're in the upper percentile for yeah. sure. But so I have them at three, you have Tampa Bay at three, so our four and three are just flip flop there. Yep. Number two, we got them Hawks, man. Yeah. Dangerous. Like He's, I yeah. you can't move them until until they start giving you a reason to move them. You know, like they're they're just that offense is so explosive. Russ is playing amazing. Mm-hmm. Their defense are, is still a little questionable. When Carlos Dunlap starts, um, I don't know if he played last week or not. I don't. I don't think did. so because you have to do the COVID thing, yeah. right? But when Carlos Dunlap gets in there, hopefully they can get more pressure and they can, you know, re- lean on their defense a little more so Absolutely. that Russell Wilson doesn't have to go down at the end of a game every time. And right. Also, Jamal Adams coming back, yeah. which is, I think he was back last game, but as he gets healthier and the season goes on, they are going to be 
the talent is there. The talent is there, and they're just they're they're so solid. They're well coached. Russell Wilson is like maybe Easily the most the MVP. Yeah, like and just so consistent. You mm-hmm. know what you're getting out of Russell Wilson. Aside from that one game in Arizona where he threw three picks, two picks, two yeah. picks. You know what you're getting out of Russell Wilson. He's gonna be safe with the ball, but he's still gonna be able to push the ball downfield. Right. Like, there are so few guys that can take deep shots and not put the ball at risk. Right, absolutely. And just the way he throws his deep ball too, with all that arc, and the fact that you have an elite high pointer and physical guy, and you have Tyler Lockett, yeah. who has amazing spatial awareness. That those two guys, they're like such different receivers. They're the perfect complement to each other. Mm-hmm. Especially for a guy who's gonna push it to the sidelines at the back of the end yeah. zone. They're both ultra talented well, and, and like Lockett is like that sideline master you know mm-hmm. like he's the toe tap guy right in the league until Antonio until Tony toe tap Tony toe tap you know you know but, like, <laughs> but yeah um, yeah so Seahawks at number two number one you know we got those Yinzes we got those Steelers that's why he's wearing the shirt he's officially on the bandwagon toot toot yikes but uh Steel Town man they're they haven't done anything to give anyone any questions about their level of talent yet. Nope. Minka Fitzpatrick continues to turn into that prototypical he, he, like, Pittsburgh defensive back. He might be coming up on the defensive MVP. He could. I He's think in the conversation right now. It's so hard for it to go to a defensive back unless you have just a ridiculous... Ridiculous. I think that the kind of the the hype train on Miles Garrett has started to die down a little bit, though. A little bit, maybe not in terms of you yeah. know people you talk to, like you're you know <laughs> people in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, but I think that like he's kind of been not in the conversation as much lately. Yeah, still he's still. I'm pretty sure he's still leading the league oh, yeah. in takeaways, and he's created so many points off of turnover. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in the conversation. They're in a bye week right now, so it's kind of quiet, and he left the last game with a slight yeah. knee injury. But so. I think Minka is like, he's the best defensive player on the on best, the best team. team. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if, that's... If Miles Garrett was on Pittsburgh, he'd probably be still in the conversation. Yeah, for because sure. Because I get what you're saying. It's like his takeaways and his defensive play is leading to offensive success. And like everyone is now tuned into the Steelers a little bit because mm-hmm. they're 7 and 0, you know. And and now now it's like at the point of the season where you're like, well, how far how long can they go before losing a game? Right. Right. That being said, if they lose to the Cowboys this week, they will be dropping out of my top 5. <laughs> <laughs> I um, will not be able to forgive that. Gucci Danuch. Um, okay, who's one team that you have lingering and you think could enter your top five soon? Give me one team. New Orleans. Okay. If New Orleans wins against Tampa really? Bay, I think they might sneak in. I'm not I know Drew Brees is kind of sputtering a little bit. He doesn't look like the guy we thought, but Kamara's so good. Mm-hmm. He's like he's such a game changer that I think they can ride that. Mm-hmm. If they win this game and if the defense starts playing like up to the level of talent that they have. You know, they just made a trade for Quan Alexander. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a really good guy in the middle of, the, in that, of that defense for them. Yeah. Pair him with Demario Davis. Yeah. You still have Cam Jordan. Mm-hmm. We're waiting for Marcus Davenport to, like, start doing stuff, but he's a talented guy. Right. They're, they're rookie. Marshawn Lattimore is kind of a Marshawn Lattimore, but, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I, I think he's really good. You got Marcus Williams. 
Um, and uh, our Canadian guy, David Anyamata. 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 <laughs> Go tell your mother. Go tell your mother. But I think that defense has a lot of talent, and they just need to kind of put it together. Yeah. And then if they ride Alvin Kamara and Mike Thomas kind of gets back into the swing of things. Yeah. They're they're still they're still in the mix. They're definitely still. They've in just the mix. they've just not looked like a contender so no. far to me. And but that's... but they could easily jump into my top five. Mm-hmm. To me, to me, they haven't really had any moment of like they're dominating or they're edgy enough to pull out hard victories against good teams. That's just what I see. And but dude, for me, honestly, and this is like no BS, and I'm gonna. Hate that I'm saying this oh, because God, of our buddy Cam. Oh, oh, dude, Cardinals. Arizona. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Arizona is a top five team in the NFC, one hundred percent for sure. I I think I just need to see them like a, for a few more weeks. You for know? a few more weeks, and I think this Miami game, the like the Rams lost. They're a good team. They went to the yeah. Super Bowl two years ago. I think this is going to be a big week for them. If they win, dude, they are like. Number six to me, My, personally. Miami isn't going to convince me that like Arizona is the real deal. I need them. I need to see them beat maybe one of the teams in my top five. And I know they beat Seattle already, right? Which was a huge win, and it probably shot them up like ten spots. Yeah. But I just I want to see another big win, right? To know that that wasn't a fluke, right? But if if they keep winning with the roster that they have and the overall talent, dude, like legitimately. Like, they're, they're an exciting in, young team. 100%, but they are kind of my team that's like I see as being very close to making the leap. Especially this year is the year to do it while San Fran is dormant. Yeah. I think they smell that and they're like, we need to kind of like stay. I think they'll be a playoff team. In the NFC I think they'll West. be a playoff team. And yeah, I think they're. They're definitely on the upswing, and we both kind of are on the Cardinals hype train. Like we've we've talked about them before. Mm-hmm. I think Kyler Murray's a real deal. Um, it, it I just need I just need to see a little more out of them. Yeah, definitely. I just need I I'm pumping the brakes a little bit, but I'm very high on the Cardinals too. Right. So like, they're they're getting there. They're getting there. Not in the top five yet, but who knows? Maybe uh, maybe in a couple weeks. Who knows? All right, so last segment of the day. Let's go. Ha, ha, hot seat. Hot seat. So there are really like two coaches that are for sure on the hot seat to me. And even though the Chargers are saying Anthony Lynn is not on the hot seat, he's got to be. Mm-hmm. He, if he's not, then they're not evaluating the situation right. <laughs> <laughs> like it's between him and Adam Gase, but the way the Jets like, are going about this season, I think they're just, like you mentioned, going to ride out with Adam Gase and just get that number one overall pick. Yeah, I think this more so than being analytical about it, we should just rip on them because that's more uh, that's more palatable for All right, me. Anthony Adam, Lynn sucks. Adam Gase, <laughs> you are the biggest mope in the history of mopes. I just can't believe... That you could keep someone around that your players dislike so much where you screw up a promising young rookie quarterback's career by trading away talent, not involving one of the top five best running backs in your offense because of your ego. Trading away the best young safety in the league. 
generational talent yeah. out the door. And they they were shopping Quinn and Williams, the guy that they just drafted third overall. Who might be one of the best kids yeah. in general in yeah. terms of his attitude. And he's a great he's a great defensive tackle. And they, they were shopping him too. It's like I understand trading veterans when you're trying to rebuild, but why are you trading your young, talented pieces? Yeah. Like, what is the rationale to not pay Jamal Adams other than the fact that he doesn't want to be there? But I think he didn't want to be there because they wouldn't pay him. Exactly. Because it's like it's not like you're dealing with a small market. You're the New York Jets. It's New York City. It's like yeah, it's New York City. Like no team should be this bad, and everyone is dialed into them. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like when Detroit was this bad, it was like, ah, look how bad Detroit is. They the city's suck. bankrupt. It makes yeah. sense. Cleveland, you know, it's like, oh, Cleveland sucks, but like, you know, <laughs> but like everyone, like for some reason, really cares about how bad the Jets are. Right. Because it's you think Joe Namath. You think about the AFC, and because Sam the, Darnold sorry, the was AFL such a crossover. Sam Darnold was such a like highly touted guy. He's trunky. <laughs> And, like, I still believe in Sam Darnold, and he's... Nothing that has happened says to me that Sam Darnold is a bust. No. It's just, like, literally, this is, like, the worst possible environment for a young quarterback to be in. Oh, also, they had Robbie Anderson. Yeah, and they let him walk. (laughs) It's just, like... Yeah, he wouldn't have appreciated throwing to a guy like that, right? Oh man! Yeah, like they—they're not bad at evaluating talent. They—they they draft well. They suck at keeping it, and they have zero culture because they have a jackalope running the train down there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're gonna fire him till the end of the season, though, which is, which is just absurd. Fire him now. See, get get, get the transition of good vibes in there. Yeah, like what? I can't imagine being in a locker room with Adam Gase as your head coach. Dude, every time he talks, he, he like he reminds me of Jack Dorsey a little bit. And I'd like to slap them both down to their knees. And you know what comes next, but I'm not going to say it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Um, that was a fun little gripe sesh to close yeah. it off. But uh, we're closing. Screw you, Adam Gase. We hate you. You suck. Um, <laughs> you stink Come on the podcast, we'd love to yell at you We'd love to have you, you can sit here, we'll duct tape your mouth shut We'll just berate you for hours It'll be our longest podcast ever I would love that So everyone, you know, the world's burning And uh, everything's a little too serious But tell a friend Maybe they'll enjoy 40 minutes of not getting political Because we will never do that We can That being you. said No <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with Nevada? Whoa, you can count on them, but they can't count. Oh, get it? Okay, now that was already too far into politics. Seriously, everyone, stay safe. Love your neighbor. We out. He talks back to pass. Oh, and he strips it. It's a fumble. He can go all the way. Touchdown. That's how winning is done. That's why we lift all them weights. It's a game of inches, gentlemen. Respect is earned. Riff said. A little jam. Your team sucks, see? <laughs> <laughs>